Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, and welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. My name is Monica Olivas, and I am your virtual running buddy, donut enthusiast, hypochondriac, redheaded Mexican, cat owner, and random podcast intro maker. And I have a lot to talk to you about today. I am actually speaking with someone who has been affected by the wildfires in Southern California. And I want to share some ways that you can help if you're interested at all in kind of donating or supporting people that have been affected by the fires. But first, let's warm up. Now, I think I'm going to have to do a post dedicated to Vegas because a lot of people have been asking how he is. For those that missed it, Vegas got in a fight last weekend um, and got jacked up pretty bad, but you should have seen the other guy. And he's actually already like, he doesn't look good as new. One of his entire sides was shaved. So he has like a faux hawk situation. So he still looks kind of like a tragedy, but he wants to go back outside already. And that is unacceptable. So I'm shutting that down and it's very frustrating, but I've gotten some suggestions. And if you have any, if you've ever transitioned a cat from being outside or kind of like a outside inside cat to someone that is just inside all the time, let me know if you have any kind of, if I can play bingo with him or... I don't know, tennis, what do people that retire do? Because I'm kind of just considering him retired. And now he lives in a little retirement home with me and I need to put on activities to keep him entertained. So if you have any suggestions, definitely let me know. I'm going to do a post because I've already gotten a couple um, because he is going to give me a really freaking hard time about this. When I was bringing groceries in yesterday, he ran out the front door and... It was not pleasant. By not pleasant, I mean the bad words I wanted to say at him, but I didn't want my neighbors to judge me. I'm sure they hear me. If I stub my toe, I'm sure like people three blocks away can hear me. I'm very loud. I try to keep it low because I don't want to blast your ears out. But see, I just did it right there. I'm so, I just, I get how this, this is the way my grandma used to um, yell, basically and we would be like why are you yelling and she's like I'm not yelling this is just the way I talk like it's something that we've always joked about and yeah I'm doing that right now so I will talk about Vegas probably in a blog post um sometime soon with an update and I mentioned my hypochondria in the intro because I woke up yesterday And I noticed that one of my eyes was super bloodshot, just one of them. And I was like, crap, I have pink eye. I have freaking pink eye. I've never gotten pink eye. The sky is falling. I Google it. And, you know, that's always great. That always just puts your mind at ease, doesn't it? And it's just like, you know what? You're going to be fine. You're set. Just make sure you keep the area clean and get enough sleep and... Wands your uncle, you are set. No, that's not what it said. 
there were things all over the place. It, it doesn't help at all. It's like, hey, maybe it could be this. Maybe it could be that. But it was also like, it could be herpes or it could be this or it might be viral or you might have it for three weeks and just have to wait it out. And it's super contagious and no one will like you ever again. It was like, for some reason, I don't even know who wrote that. No, just kidding. Like that was not on there. But everything else I just said was like, really, really. And so I thought I had pink eye. And again, I'm a hypochondriac. Like, it's not like I seek out things that I'm like, I bet this is wrong with me. I bet that's wrong with me. I'm not seeking it out. But it, when something does happen, like the eye situation, so I wasn't looking for something. I don't do that. But if there is something, I am like, just oh, look, code red, code red. Like, what should we do? We got to shut this down. Like, call 911. Because I, I mean, I don't want to hang out with anything, any kind of ailment. So I am really... And I have said this before as well. I'm not a hypochondriac as much as I am my own advocate. So I have a friend that's a nurse practitioner and one that is a doctor. And I reached out to both of them. They must hate me. I, I, for, I temporarily have a friend that's a doctor and a nurse practitioner. And I'm sure they're going to drop me like a bad habit super quick at this rate with all my random questions. But um, luckily they know me. So it's not like they're surprised. And it's not like they really think when I am making jokes about eye herpes or whatever that they are like, feel the need to humor me. They're just like, get it together which I appreciate. I like some tough love. Um, but I remembered that in telling you this because I think in hindsight, after I contacted both of them and looked up several natural remedies for pink eye, I realized that I don't have any of the other symptoms of pink eye outside of my eye is bloodshot, which is pink. I guess, but I don't have anything else. And then I remembered that the day before when I was giving Vegas his antibiotics, it, um, I say that word funny, huh? Antibiotics, whatever. Um, he is some of it somehow squirted in my freaking eye. I somehow, I had this little dropper. I have to squirt it in his mouth. And I tried to just like shoot it down his throat really fast because if I don't, like he's not going to comply. He, he's not like a pleasant little patient here. Long story short, I somehow managed to get a drop of the antibiotics squirt in my eye. And I didn't really, because I, I thought it's like medicine, you know? So I didn't think it's not poison. I didn't get, I didn't get worried about it. I don't even think I really washed it out that well which says a lot about my hypochondria. I am a hypochondriac, but not a germaphobe, oddly enough, because I always talk about how I eat dirty grapes, which is a whole other story for another day with my Instagram stories and everyone trying to set me straight, scared straight, dirty grapes edition. Um, We could talk about that too. Uh, But I think that's the reason for the eye situation, because it's just the one eye that it got the stuff in and it doesn't have, it's not like itchy or, um, has anything like, I don't even know the other symptoms. My doctor friend asked me all these other symptoms and I was like, no, 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 no. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Then it occurred to me about, so this all goes back to 
this is Vegas's fault. And he has a faux hawk and he's trying to run outside, which is fantastic. And speaking of the dirty grapes, it is very odd that I am kind of a hypochondriac, but I eat when I go to the store, the grocery store on the way home. And I always buy grapes because they're my second favorite fruit after watermelon, of course, watermelon for life. Um, but I can't eat watermelon on the way home from the store because I have to bring a knife and cut it in, you know, the passenger seat and it just, it gets juice everywhere. People judge me and, you know, I don't have the time for that. I've never actually done that, but I do eat the grapes on the way home. They're dirty. Um, first of all, I, one time I'm pretty sure I got some sort of food borne disease after coming home from, um, Panama I went to Panama on a vacation. I bought grapes from like a farmer's market or store there, whatever. I ate them before I came home. I think that like I kind of traced it back that that's what made me super sick. Like the next day I got back, I had a blog event. I was like the exorcist for 24 hours. It was very traumatizing. So you think I would have learned my lesson. Then one time I found a black widow in my grapes Mind you, it was dead, but it wasn't like long dead. Apparently, I'm some sort of expert on Black Widow cadavers. Can you use the word cadaver for spiders? Because I just did. Um, But yeah, I found a Black Widow in my spiders and uh, in my spiders, in my grapes. And I was like traumatized. Like for five minutes, I was scared straight because I was like, if I was eating these on the way home, in my car, A, I could have got bit by a black widow, like putting my hand in the bag. I'm like, I'm, I do not mean to like scare anyone at all. I'm telling you the story because I continued to do this even despite like finding this out. But if you're driving and you get a spider somewhere in the car, like you're going to crash. Like just know you're going to crash, you know? just crash because, and then just tell someone like, oh, there was a spider. And I feel like the person would understand, you know, like, yeah, I get it. Not if you hit someone like running because that that's too serious for me to joke about, but like another car, you know, or you bump into like, I don't know, some sort of fire hydrant. I'm just saying that this happened and I continued to eat dirty grapes on the way home. And then I transitioned to organic grapes because I thought, I don't want the pesticides because I heard a podcast talk about how pesticides potentially can be bad for you um, and specifically bad for like getting pregnant. Not that I'm trying to do that, but just like down the road, I was like, I eat such a massive amount. I don't want that like accumulated. So that kind of started to scare, scare me straight finally. But so I bought the organic grapes, but still ate them on the way home dirty and everyone was telling me hey what if the person that picked them was sick or had literally more than one person said what if they had diarrhea 22 different people have touched those grapes what about this what about that like so many people were trying no one was even being a jerk about it I am very very lucky that I feel like you guys like you're just like a a friend that is like hey I'm not going to BS you on this. This is what it is. Like, I don't think no one was like mean, but they were just like, listen, kid, get it together. Wash your grapes. And um, so, yeah, that's where we are. I 
squirted some antibiotics in my eye. I have a pink eye and I eat dirty grapes, but I am considering not doing that anymore because um, I don't want to let you down and I don't want to, I don't even know. The, now retelling the Black Widow story, I'll put a link to the Black Widow story. It was a long time ago, but still it happened and I continued to do it. You know what's even more traumatizing than that? So the next time I went to the store, I told like there was a guy in the produce department. I just wanted to give him a heads up. Like, I don't know what, how many Black Widows you guys have like roaming around here. Like, and so I said, the last time I bought grapes, I found a Black Widow in them. And he says, Oh yeah, that happens. That happens. It happens a lot. Like he was like not surprised by this. That's what bothered me more than anything. I just thought it was a freak thing. Like, oh, what are the odds? And he was like, yep, pretty good odds. Like it happens. The fact that he wasn't surprised by that is really, I think what just like made me be like, hmm, this might be dangerous. However, so when I am at the store, I check, I check for grapes. I mean, I check for spiders when I pull, I pull, like I take the grapes out of the thing. And so I make sure there's no spiders, but I still eat them dirty is what I'm getting at. Um, and so I'm bad at being a hypochondriac because I feel like I should be a little more paranoid about getting some sort of illness from the filthy grapes. But at least I do in my defense after this whole thing, I do take the grapes out and shake them so that there, I know there's not a spider in them. So I, it's one, it's baby steps with me, you know, you gotta, gotta be patient. Um, but yeah, that was the most random little story kind of thing. I will put links in the show notes to, um, at runny repeat to the black widow post. Cause I definitely have that and, um, maybe a picture of Vegas and his faux hawk, but let's move on to the main event. So if you don't know, um, there are tons of wildfires right now raging in Southern California, and it's just been very windy and it's very dry here. And the smallest thing can spark a fire and it just goes off. And I mean, it's a wildfire, like it is something that firefighters cannot control and they are really trying to fight these and the biggest one that is raging right now because there are about four or five that are burning um the biggest one is the thomas fire and it's in the ventura area and it's been burning for a really long time now and after i had recorded friday's podcast someone contacted me the lexus lace-up team and said that they are holding a virtual 5k fundraiser for the people affected by that and so anyone anywhere in the world can participate. I posted it on it um, about it on my Instagram and Sam, a Instagram follower, and she is girl with it's just W girl with one dimple. I'll put a link to her Instagram in the show notes. Um, just said, hey, like as someone who is evacuated because of the fire, I really appreciate you posting about this because there are a lot of people in need. And so we were talking a little bit and I asked her if she would be open to kind of talking on the podcast and just so that we can kind of not put a face with the name, but you kind of put a voice with the situation and with the people, um, what they're dealing with. She knows a lot of people who have lost their homes and they're, the fires are still going. And so this is it's kind of going to get worse before it's all over. And it's very, very scary. And it obviously also affects 
running and air quality and a big race that I've done in the past that I really love, the Santa to the Sea Half Marathon, was supposed to be yesterday and it was canceled because of the air quality. It's really, really bad there right now. And also because so many of the people that work and volunteer at this race are affected by these fires. So I am calling Sam to kind of ask her what the situation is and just get her take on it. And I will come back at the end and let you know how you can help if you're interested in participating in the virtual 5k, which is a fundraiser or just donating in general. Um, And I have some links about air quality as well that you can look up air quality in your area. But um, yeah, let me call Sam and we will check in with someone in that area right now. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's your day going? Good. How are you? Good. It's still super smoky up here. I can't imagine. Like, I keep looking, I keep checking the air quality reports, and oh my gosh. It's awful. So, I actually work for the county, and I work for our local hospital, our, our county hospital. And we... Uh, we have to wear masks at work right now. Whoa. It's that bad. Even even inside the building, um, we're wearing masks to, to deal with the smoke, and we're passing out masks to anyone who wants one. So, um, yeah, we just got a delivery of, like, 5,000. Oh, my gosh. So do you have to get a new one every day, or is it just because so many people need them? No. It's just because there are so many people who need them. And, you know, for the, the clinics that we have, what we refer to as on campus. So on our hospital property, we also have a five-story clinic building that has five different like, specialty clinics in it. And so, you know, we have to, we have to protect all our staff, but we also have to, um, any patients that are at risk, we have to give um, masks. And, you know, of course, it's not just the patient that comes in, you know, off because, you know, we, we're a safety net. We, um, we serve a lot of, like, the underinsured. And so they're coming in, you know, with, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister. Like, the whole family comes in for one person's visit. So we're making sure that we have enough masks for everyone in the family who joins that patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, you, the masks are, N95s are reusable. Um, the kind of like turning point of when you need to start using a new one is if it gets wet or moist mm-hmm. or if you can, or if you can smell the smoke through it. So I personally have been using the same mask since last Wednesday until today. Today I got a new mask. Whoa. That is so no. crazy. To use them inside is just like says a lot. Right. I'm sitting and my actual office desk isn't anywhere near. Like it's it's a, about a mile away from some of the burn points. And I'm inside in a filtered building and I'm wearing a mask. And I don't have any breathing issues at all. I'm, you know, relatively healthy. You know, I'm in the middle of training for Dopey. Uh, um, so, I mean, I skipped my 17 mile this past weekend because of the air quality. There wasn't any place I could go to do the run. 
Uh huh. That's what I, so, that's what I was wondering. Like, what do you um, yeah, like what are you doing for running? Because it just I I know people can't be doing can't. that outside. Well, um, Santa to see the half marathon that is in Oscar, they canceled. Um, they could have held it, like, by the time Sunday morning came along, Oxnard was pretty clear. And actually, Camarillo, where my parents live, that was wonderful. The air in Camarillo was great. Um, so I'm glad I spent the weekend there this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the race director for Santa to see, I think, made the right decision overall. And I don't know if you saw it on social media, the turnout for the people, the runners who, you know, just picked up their shirts and dropped off the toys was amazing. Yeah, I really, I've run that race before and I love, you know, you see that big Santa like on the side of the freeway and I like, I love that people still came out. I thought that was super awesome. I wasn't sure because they didn't really, um lead with that i saw the announcement about canceling it and i assumed it was because of the air quality but they also were saying that you know so many of the the workers and volunteers and stuff are affected by the evacuations and all these different things like so it was this additional stress that these people are you know like real life dealing with um so yeah i wasn't sure if it was just like the air quality or just like a combination of like everything that's going on it was a combination. I personally now know 12 people who have lost their homes, 12 families. Um, and the number each day, I mean, I just found out about a new one this morning. So I'm every day I'm learning about a new family that has lost their home. And one of them is one of the doctors that I work with. They didn't even have time. I'm lucky. Most of my stuff that I packed up is actually still in my car because we had to evacuate twice. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. I, I just, the anxiety of it all, I don't want to unpack yet. <laughs> you know, so, like we're, yeah. we're not in any danger zone or anything like that. Like, it's completely safe for me, too. But mentally, I just can't bring myself to unpack the car fully. Um, but this one doctor, they didn't even have time to grab anything. Oh they literally gosh. left with what they were wearing. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart. And so, you know, our, our community has been really great. And people have already, like, sent in gift cards so that they can buy. This doctor will only show up in beautiful suits and all of that. Uh-huh. And people have sent in gift cards to Macy so that she can come to work and treat her patients. You know, um, has anything like this ever happened before? Have you ever had to evacuate because of fires in the past? No, I personally, you know, I I grew up in Los Angeles and I've lived in Ventura County. um, And, you know, it's always been close. And, you know, you grew up in Los Angeles. You always see it in the distance, but it's never like an imminent threat. Yeah. This is the first time in my lifetime that I've ever had to actually pack up my stuff and be ready to go. It, it was about a hundred yards from my house, six doors down. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it, I've never had it that close. I've had it a mile or two, but never this close and never to the point where the police department has come to your door and said, we need you for your safety to get out now. Uh huh. So, 
gosh, that is so scary and yeah. so stressful. And so where did you go yeah. to your parents? Because you said that you have pets too, that you had to take. So it's not easy to just like, yes. Right. So thankfully my parents live in Camarillo and they have a large property and they love my dog. So it's easy to go to their house. Um, and like they, my dogs had, have an acre and a half that they can run around in with their, their doggy cousins if you will, um, with my parents' dogs. So I, I'm very fortunate in that sense. I've heard a lot of people, you know, have had to, um, I have a friend who lives in Oakview and she had a pony Oh wow. and she literally was walking the pony down highway 33, trying to flag someone down with a horse trailer who might be able to take her, her horse to the fairgrounds. Uh-huh. For safety. So, yeah. Um, I, in all of this, I am very fortunate. It was still very terrifying, but I'm, I definitely count myself as lucky. So. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's just, like, so devastating. And the fact that they are still going strong, you know, is, like, yeah. unimaginable for, like, yeah. everyone, well, super everyone affected. Yeah, and I saw something yesterday that said that it was like the, it was like 10 a.m. yesterday, and it said this was the seventh largest fire, or the at the time it was the tenth, and then like two hours later it jumped to the seventh, and then this morning I heard it's already jumped to the fifth largest fire in California history, mm-hmm. and because it's still going and they still. It, Yesterday it was fifteen percent contained, and today they're saying it's back down to ten percent. Yeah, um, and they think that they're still going to be fighting it by Christmas. Oh my gosh! Like that's how long it's going to go till at this rate. So, and I'm totally that weirdo yesterday who's walking through Target, and I'm seeing all these fire departments from Long Beach from. Uh, Fresno, for, and I'm walking up to these firemen going, thank you for coming out here. And they're like, okay, lady. <laughs> oh, no, but you know I'm like, it I'm is. Like, I'm like, you don't understand <laughs> how much I appreciate you being here. <laughs> yeah, so. it is like really, it's a really big deal because it is like so dangerous. And if you think, because I, I follow someone on Instagram that her husband is a firefighter. I kind of know her. Yeah. And like her, like she posted, you know, picture that he had sent her, you know, all covered in smoke. Right. And he lives in like South Orange County. Yeah. So he's away from home and he's like, obviously, you know, doing right. so much that it it is like this very, very awesome thing that they're doing. Yeah. Um, we were at BJ's restaurant on Saturday night and there was a whole table of Anaheim fire um, fighters and the entire restaurant gave them like oh. a standing ovation when they were leaving from dinner. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That is super like, awesome. That yeah, and it's like yeah. and I just I mean, obviously this is like still going on, so I don't even know like it's hard to kind of wrap your head around how much help people need because yeah. it's crazy, but I know that you had reached out originally because Lexis Lace Up is doing they're trying to do the fundraiser that goes to the GoFundMe for the Thomas Fire. Right, exactly. Yeah. But is there anything I and mean you you have such a large following. That I like to me, like, I don't like, I'm not one of those people that needs anything and I will probably sign up as well. But 
because you have such a large following, like it really like you, I always love your posts and like, I love watching your live or your, uh, Insta stories. Um, so when you were talking about it, I was like, Oh good. If she gets it out there, more people will know about it and be able to help because everyone, like I've seen so many things on social media, both Facebook and Instagram where people are like, I want to help, but I don't know how. Yes. See, that's the thing. And, and, and two, it's like, sometimes you don't realize the magnitude of it. Like the fact that this has been going right. on for days and like, there's so many people, like this right. isn't like a mild inconvenience. This is like everything burnt to the ground. People, right not able yeah. to keep their pets with them in a hotel or, you right. know, just like it, it's so much. And yeah, like, I like that. It's yeah. like anyone anywhere can, you know, kind of help and participate and like support and stuff. So I love that they're doing that yeah. through the GoFundMe. Um, yeah. And so do you, and it's something that's like, once this is over, like once the fire is out, what people don't understand, sure. Once the fire is out, it's out, but the, the recovery of it all will be months to come mm -hmm. it's not like oh the fire is out it's 100 percent contained woohoo like everything goes back to normal no these people are going to have to be rebuilding their homes and rebuilding their lives you know um i read an article that says if you you should expect if your house burned down you should expect to be in a rental home for at least a year my gosh yeah like that's so crazy to think about like you like you know, 30, not probably not even 30 minutes of devastation and your life is turned upside down for a year. Yeah. You're starting from nothing, yeah, nothing. nothing. Like it's right. just so overwhelming. I heard a story of a family who was at the, the wife was in the hospital giving birth Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and they didn't know that the fire was going on. They had their baby girl and their house burned down everything, all their new stuff to bring their baby girl home to. Everything is gone. My gosh. Oh, it's so, right. so heartbreaking. <laughs> it's just like, you don't even know. It, like, it there's is. not words for the fact that, yeah, like, you're starting from nothing. You know, like, all these right. things. Like, it's just like, where do you even start, right? Like, you're just like, where where do I even start? Like, I don't even have underwear. Yeah. Or, like... Right, exactly. Like, people don't have underwear and socks and pajamas and, you know... Um, I did see, so I live right by our two hospital, the two Ventura hospitals and right by the Ventura mall. And I did see all of like the farmer's insurance, the all state, they're setting up their mobile units today. Um, so that's nice to see that, you know, the insurance companies are, are making their presence known and their availability. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so recovery has started, but, and there's already, um, I, I can't remember if I took a picture of it or not, but there's already two cranes on the hillside that are starting to do cleanup. So, so um, is the part that's still burning, yeah. is it um, fairly away from houses at this point or is there potentially like going to be more people affected in like houses in danger? So not in Ventura anymore. Ventura is, pretty much dealing just with the smoke now. Mm -hmm. um, from what I understand, it's still burning in the Ojai area, but there are no structures at risk. Um, and obviously this changes moment to moment. Mm -hmm. um, 
the the areas that are at risk now are in Carpinteria and headed up towards like Montecito, Summerland and Montecito. Um, and then that's where you get into like the big homes. Once you hit Montecito, that's where Oprah has her home. That's where right. Ellen DeGeneres has her home. That's where, you know, these million and million dollar homes, you know, are at risk. Um, so granted all those people, it will be slightly easier for them to, um, recover, but still, I mean, it's recovery still has to happen if something happens to their homes. For sure. So, but I feel like Oprah um, would just be like, nope, like it's going to stop. <laughs> She's going to be like, nope, not on my watch. <laughs> I don't know. But it just like, well, so I have a friend who is a, essentially a, fi- a private fireman. He works for an insurance company. And when there are fires near homes that the insurance company covers, he will actually go there with a small version of a fire truck to protect essentially the asset of the insurance and fight the fire like one house at a time. Whoa. So it wouldn't surprise me if people like Oprah have that sort of insurance where, you know, private firemen come out there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, I, and, there are, I think there are still homes in Carpinteria that are at risk. Ventura uh-huh. County itself is is on. We're on the end of it where fewer and fewer homes are at risk. Uh huh. Do you have any That'll, idea like how long it'll be before the air quality is good enough to get outside and be active? Um, to be honest, I don't know. I. Uh, I would feel okay if I went to Camarillo or Thousand Oaks. So, like, if I drove south, ironically, towards L.A., um, <laughs> I would feel better. <laughs> that, that's that's where you're going for. <laughs> that says a lot about how bad the air is. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, you know. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. I think... You know, I'm coming up on my, what I need to do, my 20 mile for the fall. And um, I need to do that run because it's been a couple years since my last full marathon. Um, so I need to make sure I get that in and I'll probably drive south to do that. Because right now I can't, like, dr- I've been driving in the car since I've been talking to you and even that just hurts my lungs. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I don't think in Ventura it'll it'll be a few weeks before people really are able to get outside. Um, the evenings seem to be a little bit better. The morning is awful. Like that, like seven a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. like it is just like the smoke is sitting on top of you. And I'm not sure if that's because the winds died down over the night or what. Mm-hmm. Are you so. doing too? Because you said you're doing the challenge. I'm doing dopey. Yeah. yeah. So are you doing like back to back, like kind of long runs or how are you working? That? Yeah, I have a couple, I I've done a couple simulation weekends already. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I have one or two more on the, on the calendar to do. Um, I've done other combinations like before, so I'm used to doing back to back, but obviously this is my first dopey. Yeah. So. Because that makes it that much harder. 
in terms of like having right. to coordinate more than one day that you need to get in a good run, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, it was actually a really cute moment on Monday night. My boyfriend and I are like trying to decide what of our possessions we wanted to take out of the house. And I have already started this laundry basket full of my gear to take to Florida. And he's like, take the laundry basket, put it in the car now. (laughs) (laughs) He was so concerned about making sure that I didn't lose any of my, he's like, he's like, I don't want to deal with you having to break in new shoes or buy new clothing or like stuff that you've been training and that you want to take to Florida with you. Yeah. He's like, I want you to have all of that. So make sure that goes in the car. So that is really sweet. Uh, and it's really, yeah. that is really sweet. And it is so like, it seems like this funny thing, but it's like, you know, running can be a st- stressful when you're training for something, but a stress relief, you know, and to not have that outlet when you're in this like stressful situation, it just right. it's definitely like something that's makes it that much harder. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I left. I left all my medals hanging on the wall, except for my first marathon. Oh, you took it with you? Well, I took all, I took my one full marathon and that Uh was it. I left all of them. I was like, you know what? I have photos. I have the memories. If they go, they go. Uh (laughs) Like it, it was a, it was like a bittersweet moment. Like. If if they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, but it is. It is. Crazy I wasn't too. about to take <laughs> take the metal rack off the wall. I know because it's so it's so heavy too, and like this is like a big production. But yeah, like it makes you right. just like put things in perspective and be like, I mean, it's super cute, and it's good that you took like your first right. one. You know, you're just like, this is really right. important. I have to take this. Right. Yeah unbelievable yeah. well i'm glad yeah. that you're like safe and that everyone you love is safe yeah. like it's just like it's very very scary and obviously it puts things in perspective and makes it seem like i'm just glad i'm you know like alive and well and kind of like running takes yeah. a back seat for sure but there's a i mean just after they can't but it's also part of sanity like yeah I, like i want to yeah. run because that's that's my therapy that's my outlet but yeah. I also can't. So I just drove to Oxnard and I just rolled down my windows and I can still, like, it's still kind of hazy here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that there's smoke in the air and you can smell it for sure. And at this point, I'm probably about eight or nine miles away from my house. And that's probably another five or six miles away from where the fire is burning. And it's still, so, I mean, it's it's really affecting long distances oh for sure with the wind yeah and it's just yeah and it's just like very scary and it's really serious like it's not just like this thing you know that you can power through like breathing that in getting that in your lungs inside your body like your lungs it aren't just going to flush it out like it's not that easy it's just like this is really serious when they do have these like air quality warnings it's it's something to like definitely respect because you know um, our lugs are right. kind of important. Well, I've been to, <laughs> right. Uh, I've been toying with the idea of like going to my doctor and getting a breathing treatment, mm-hmm. so that um, I could like actually feel like I could run again. Because right now, I mean, 
the way my lungs are on fire. I mean, I have to wear a mask at home um, because I'm right against the hill. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. I'm thinking of just doing that to clear my lungs so that I can do my run, you know, this weekend. Yeah. I mean, better safe than sorry, you know, like I would, I would definitely be overly cautious and go for whatever you can. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm definitely putting the GoFundMe link and like, if there's anything else that you can think of that, you know, people can help or support, like definitely let me know. I am really happy and grateful that we were able to talk to her and that all her people were safe. And like I said, I will put a link in the show notes to her Instagram if you want to follow Sam. And I just wanted to share a couple of things because even if you're not in the area, if you are somewhere else that there are fires going on or you're not sure about air quality, there is a website, um, airnow.gov, that you can check. You can put in your zip code and check the air quality where you are. This is not something to kind of just be like, well, I'm very fit and I'm very healthy and I can just work around it. You know, really putting yourself in a position like that to run, to exercise, um, to do anything where you're like heavy breathing in very poor air quality has definite repercussions and can damage your health in a way that's just, it's really not worth it. So if it isn't questioned at all, I would definitely say check the air quality before you do anything. And there are um, big needs in the area there for sure. That's the Thomas fire. Every fire often is named something different, but there's a ton of people that have lost everything. And we're getting close to the holidays where, you know, these are families with little kids and just, it's a very, very like, it's hard to even wrap your head around. So the Lexus lace up is participating or they're trying, they're helping support the GoFundMe for the Thomas fire. And that's a virtual 5k. I will put a link in the show notes. Um, they're using the hashtag run for Ventura and hashtag Thomas fire fund. And when you make a donation to that GoFundMe, you can run a 5k anywhere in the world. And you can do it on a treadmill. Even um, you just have to make sure that you have it logged in a way that you can take a picture or a screenshot tracking it. Um, so you can report back. And if you take a photo or screenshot the distance and the time of your tracking device and you fill out a form, they are giving out prizes, I think, to like the fastest male and female. And there's a couple of other ones and you get a virtual medal. I don't know how that works exactly. I, um, but I'll put a link, like I said, in the show notes to exactly everything you need to do. And, um, it is open until, December 21st. So you have some time if you want to participate and donate, you know, if it's something you wanted to donate anyway, but you also want to kind of participate and kind of support the cause publicly and, you know, do something healthy for yourself, you can do that. Like I said, that will be a link in the show notes. And then there's also always the Red Cross, the United Way, and Santa to the Sea is the race that got canceled. They have this thing where they have a big Santa Claus, I mentioned Um, when you are driving to when I've, you know, driven to Ventura or just like up north in general, they collect toys, um, 
because it's this race is always obviously around Christmas. And so people were still showing up and doing donating and picking up their T-shirt and their medal. Um, even though they decided to cancel the race, they were still giving all of those things out. They kind of had packet pickup without the race and people were coming and dropping off toys and donations, which is super awesome. But they're, um, the Santa to the sea, they were also mentioning, you know, they're donating all these things, but there's still kind of a need obviously for toys and, um, the pets, they, some of their, they, do fundraising for local organizations as well. And there's a shelter and I will put a link to the shelter in the show notes that has a need for, you know, pets to be adopted. Um, And it's hard when people are kind of displaced themselves to also have to figure out what to do with their animals. So if you are interested in all at all in getting some more information um, I will put links in the show notes to all of these things. Again, the show notes, it's at run, eat, repeat for Instagram and runnyrepeat.com for all the show notes. And if you want information, both on supporting this cause at all, or checking the air quality in your area, getting some more information on everything that's going on and kind of the updates with, uh, like we mentioned, it's, it was 15% contained. Now it's like 10%. This is, this isn't the only fire in Southern California right now. Um, there are multiple ones, so it's definitely going to be a very long road for the firefighters and the volunteers and everyone that's kind of in the area. Um, but yeah, let me know if you participate. I am definitely going to, and I am excited to see how everyone does and how fast the fastest people are because they're not even doing it in race conditions. You kind of are just doing it by yourself. So you really have to push yourself, which I only push myself at a race. And even then I'm like, I don't know. I I bring my B game, not my A game. Okay, let's move on. It's time for the awards. And today's awards are, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. And it is keeping with the theme of today and everyone affected. And I say first place goes to the firefighters and all the volunteers, everyone helping to battle this fire and to support everyone affected. And um, I guess second place goes to everyone donating to those affected. I just think it's very, very awesome that people are so, so generous and kind with their time and their resources, especially the holidays when you kind of can be spread a little thin. So I think it's super awesome. And if you have a question for me, um, you can email me at run, eat, repeat at gmail.com. Use the subject line or put in the subject line somehow podcast question just so that I can peep it out really quick. Or you can leave a voicemail. The number is 562-888-1644. I super appreciate you listening. I feel like this was a, a very random episode, mostly the opening, but I can't redo it because I'm very busy and I gotta keep going. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.